Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Yup, and it's at this time that we like to look at the small stories, big ideas, massive inspiration. Stories that may not be on the front page of the news and might be between the pages, but are stories that certainly are making their mark nevertheless. Certainly this year, the Encounters Documentary Film Festival has seen some interesting, interesting documentaries being screened. And uh, it's been a good one, even though it has been online. I had the opportunity to go to the opening night, though, which was fabulously at a drive-in. So our cars were uh, social distancing, but we managed to get to uh, feel the community that uh, the Encounters Documentary Film Festival is all about. Our guest uh, on the line, though, is Diane Neal. She's the film director of uh, a film called Influence, which really looks at the advancements in communication with regards to the story of Bell Pottinger, white monopoly capital, and indeed the issues that took place in South Africa as well. Diane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Diane, I, you know, the film is, is, is an interesting conversation around how um, publicity and marketing has changed since the time already of uh, Dame Margaret Thatcher. Perhaps you could talk to us how you followed that journey and in particular the journey of uh, Bill Pottinger. Absolutely. Well, as you'll probably recall, in 2017, we had uh, the Gupta leaks was a time in our, in our country's history where I think there was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen politically. Uh, president Jacob Zuma was still president. Um, and, you know, the, these Gupta leaks came out and, and my colleagues at the Daily Maverick uh, and Amabul Ghani and News24 were brought together to report on them. Um, and in the middle of those leaks, uh, as you'll remember, was Bell Pottinger. Uh, and we, we got a real sense and uh, um, all the facts around their involvement in our country's politics and how they were being paid uh, to co-opt that. And so uh, I said to my colleague, Richard Poplack, who subsequently became my co-director, you know, if, if Bell Pottinger is doing this work elsewhere, surely they must have been doing this, uh, or here, sh- sorry, uh, but surely they must have been doing this elsewhere. Mm. Uh, and, and the sense really was that this was a long trajectory uh, as we started to dig into the research. Um, and very quickly it became apparent that uh, Tim Bell, the founder of the company, had started an advertising uh, in the heydays of the 1970s in London uh, and had, had quickly moved to political advising for Margaret Thatcher after winning uh, the Conservative Party account uh, at Saatchi and Saatchi, uh, and that that transition had kind of been very smooth. It was kind of incongruous, if you think about it, to work in advertising, selling soap, and you know all sorts of products, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're uh, the, the, the secret advisor to the most powerful woman in the world. And I think that transition was very interesting. Uh, and then from there, I think uh, he, he quickly realized that there was an opportunity to do what he was doing for her, for others. Um, and with her blessing and her, uh, you know, kind of a letter of, uh, of endorsement from her, he then started to travel around the world, um, you know, to other regimes, to other leaders saying, look, I, I have these skills that I've built up uh, over the years. Let me uh, use them for you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he had no uh, real kind of uh, scruples around who he chose to approach uh, and, and, and began working for some pretty, uh, pretty nasty characters in, in global history. You talk about regimes. I mean, what was interesting, and I may be forgetting some of the countries, but uh, the fact that we think about that they worked in Syria, Iraq, Chile, Venezuela, 
and uh, ultimately South Africa, and I won't comment on South Africa yet, but all of the others, countries that in many ways are now failing states. Absolutely, and you know, I definitely think you can you can argue that there is a link. Uh, although they weren't they weren't necessarily failing after Timbal went to visit them, um, but in, in Chile, for example, um, uh, he approached the the dictator at the time, uh, Lord Pin- uh, uh, sorry, uh, Augusto Pinochet, to say, uh, you know, I see you having some troubles. He was busy to, uh, in the process of transitioning out uh, of the dictatorship into uh, more of a democracy, but looking to still kind of hold on to power with his party. Um, and, and Bell played a, played a role in, in that. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't win that election, but it was certainly quite a vicious uh, election process. Uh, there was a lot of violence. Uh, and you see that kind of, uh, that, that echoed throughout the years. Um, I think what, what, uh, what Bell understood was that there are certain places in the world, particularly in Africa, particularly in South America, where there are opportunities in the, um, in the chaos, opportunities in the, in the lack of structure, the lack of institutions, um, in order to, that one could take advantage of. Uh, and I think uh, he understood very quickly that uh, by, by having rich clients on the one end and political parties and, and young democracies or troubled democracies, he could, he could begin to create opportunities and, and, and business transactions or connections uh, between those people and, and did so very successfully. Diana, uh, what, what struck me is as I was listening to this man talk, he is, of course, uh, no longer alive, but uh, Tim Bell, uh, Lord Tim Bell, is, is it Lord Tim Bell? That's correct. Yes, he was yeah, first he would, and then became Lord Tim That's yes. right. Um, he, he, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, my God, this man is the devil. And then he, <laughs> one of the questions that you ask him is around morality. And what mm. really, really struck me was when he said, I'm certainly not immoral, but I may be amoral, that he actually acknowledged that mm. kind of state. I wonder if you could tease that apart. I mean, I felt sick, actually, when he said it. It is quite, I think it is quite hard to watch, right, particularly because he's so kind of unconcerned about it. And, and that was certainly the, the impression I, at least, and I, I'm sure the rest of the crew and, and certainly Richard had as well, was just the, the, the ease with which he was able to kind of back away or, or disregard uh, what was clearly immoral, an immoral career. Um, and he gets asked that question, and, and well, he did get asked that question, I should say, because he has passed away uh, so many times in so many interviews, some of them um, quite well known in the UK, because he was just so, it was so easy for him to say, no, I'm not immoral. I, I have my own set of values, which are mine. I don't impose them on anybody, and I don't, I don't uh, adopt anybody else's values. I basically do what I want, and I decide, um, I'm the arbiter, and I decide whether they are, um, you know, bad or good. Um, and it's incredible to watch someone like that move through the world and to observe their career and their life um, because you understand that they, they just live by a different set of rules and they, they don't hold themselves accountable like the rest of us uh, to, to doing what, what would be considered right and not doing what would be considered wrong. Um, and in that way, I think it was very easy for him to be able to, um, to, go, you know, to, to go anywhere um, and do anything for anybody. Uh, and he certainly didn't seem to see any problem with that. He, he called his clients people with problems. And he, and he felt that everybody deserved the right to defend their reputation, which was his role. Which, of course, Diane, takes us to the South African section of the film, by which mm-hmm. point, as you say, one feels uh, completely uh, 
appalled because I, I think that this idea of um, immorality versus amorality is one. I mean, amorality is, is almost even worse um, because it's someone who just has no morals. It's not even um, a question of whether you have morals or don't have morals. It's just you don't have morals. It's like it's and it's not even a question. Um, mm-hmm. It must have been very challenging in many ways to film that section because there were some very powerful moments, but also moments where you realize this 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 has impacted in a way which we are seeing play out right now today in this country mm. with regards to our politics. Absolutely. Has, the, the impact has been massive, and I, I'm not sure it'll go away anytime soon either. Uh, your listeners will, will no doubt remember um, the, 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 the period in which Bell Pottinger was active in South Africa. I think there was very much a sense of something had shifted in our political discourse. Something was going on that we couldn't quite put our finger on for months, but it started playing out on Twitter. And, and you know, uh, Victoria Gagan, who worked at Bell Pottinger and actually won the... the um, the South Africa and Gupta account uh, will tell you that, no, they had nothing to do with the social media campaign. That was a separate thing uh, and that was kind of run by the Guptas. But certainly they, you know, they were people, there was a company that used those tools and understood uh, fairly early on how to create a sense of chaos and a sense of um, confusion uh, within the, the discourse and the conversation happening in a country. Uh, and, and the result of that and the, and the work, you know, doing political speeches, you can see directly, uh, it was fascinating to be able to see the email sent in the Gupta leaks, uh, the email sent between Victoria Gagan and her team and the Guptas and, and uh, members of the, you know, those inside the ANC who were involved, um, you know, that saying, here's your speech for this event. And then the next thing you know, the speech was being played out on TV uh, using the white monopoly capital rhetoric, um, kind of creating the sense um, of division between black and white in this country, which, as we know, is, 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 is an incredible uh, force. And has been apparent and in, in our politics for so long. Um, and to, to be able to see the work that they that they did was in, was was breathtaking, frankly. Uh, and certainly, I think those effects will be felt for for many years to come. Uh, someone has just uh, WhatsApped us to say, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said, "If you want to see the true character of a man or a woman, give him power." Responsible mm. marketing is often lacking. It's all too often just about manipulating unsuspecting people and making money. And I think we certainly Absolutely. see that in the documentary. Diana, um, yeah. I'll mention uh, where people can watch it, etc. But do you feel? Um, d- did you come out of that feeling? sort of wrist slashy or do you feel any kind of sense of positivity as we move forward? I certainly had uh, my own personal um, work to do in, in kind of making, you know, making my way through the process of making the film um, because I think being around someone like Bell and seeing his legacy was, was certainly eye-opening and, and, and difficult at times um, and I think probably for viewers uh, they go on a similar journey but I, we, do, uh, we do move towards what we hope was a hopeful tone and a, a, a moment of um, of motivation in that South Africa was able to, as a country, uh, to come together, opposition politicians, journalists, uh, and and the and citizens, civil society, to to do something amazing, which was not only to change the course of our own politics in, in getting in, in seeing Jacob Zuma step down, but also in seeing Bob Pottinger close its doors. You know that that happens mm. very seldom, particularly for for a company was as well established and as powerful as Bell Pottinger was. It was a multi, multi-million pound company that had a lot of, uh, of influence and a lot of, uh, of power in the world. Um, and we were able to, to stop that in its tracks. 
uh, and I think sometimes we forget that um, the, uh, the impact of that and, and the ability of a citizen, citizen, citizenry, excuse me, to come together uh, and and actually fight for the democratic processes to to be protected. Um, and so I, I think certainly uh, there is hope that it is possible. Uh, and these days, um, there's, there's a much greater understanding of misinformation, how it's perpetrated, where we find it, how it's used against us, purely because of cases like this. Um, and we find that there are organizations and individuals who are fighting this online um, on a daily basis now, who are looking for um, uh, organizations creating disinformation and shutting them down. So it's not all doom and gloom. I think um, we ha- we increasingly learning how this war is fought and it gives us the, the tools that we need to fight back. Fantastic. That's Diana Nail. She's the co-director of the film Influence, which uh, focuses on the rise and fall of the world's most notorious public relations management, the British multinational Bell Pottinger, and the role, actually, that South Africa had in the fall of them as well. But it also looks at how our lives are defined, designed, and manipulated by incredibly powerful and secretive forces. And I think it's something we need to take cognizance of in this day with regards to the politics of our country. Now, due to unbelievable popular demand, and they had two sold-out screenings of influence, They're going to have an additional fundraising screening taking place Sunday, 30th of August. So from today, 9 o'clock, if you go online onto theencounters.co.za and uh, you pay for your ticket... And uh, that money will go towards the Encounters Film Festival. For 24 hours, you will be able to watch that film. So from 9 o'clock today until 9 o'clock tomorrow, go onto the encounters.co.za website, buy your ticket, watch the film, and uh, certainly, whilst it might leave a very sour taste in your mouth, it is an intriguing, intriguing film to watch.